is up wrestling friends and family welcome to chat grappling cheap pops with me jb the best chris in all of wrestling podcasts mr chris dread and our very special guest today from good cop bad cop it is graham graham how are you mate you only brought me on because Arsenal beat Liverpool yesterday. Let's be honest about it. You know, you know that that's true, right? We were supposed to meet last week, and then that got put off. And then, oh, what a surprise! Liverpool yeah. lose to Arsenal, and he's wearing an Arsenal shirt as well. And he's wearing what an Arsenal wanker. shirt. And then Unbelievable. Get invited onto the show. I, I see how it is. You can butter me up as much as you like. I, I'm, I'm seeing through all your games right now. <laughs> Where do you get your conspiracy ideas from? This that is wholly not true. But nonetheless, yes, Arsenal did beat Liverpool just yesterday. You know, we are recording. It is Monday. It is I don't know what the date is. I couldn't care less. It's the fifth, mate. Yeah. 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 It's February. Teacher, I have to write it on the board every day. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. So, Graham is co-host of the ultimate three-way that is known as Good Cop, Bad Cop with the magnificent one and Nish. So, what's going on in your world, Graham? World of wrestling or just world? In your world of wrestling. My world of wrestling. Um, trying to justify going to Philadelphia to see some WrestleMania action or something. Like, I'm literally three hours away. And right now, it's probably a coin flip um, between either taking my sons to a disc golf tournament um, or heading up to Philadelphia. Like, I don't know. It just feels like when it was always taught once it came back to the East Coast again. Like, it was a no-brainer. Like, I'd take my sons to WrestleMania. No, The prices are ridiculous. When Matt and I went five years ago in New Jersey, we paid half the price for lower-level seats for just a single day's worth of WrestleMania events. This year, it's double the price for upper-level seats, and you're only seeing half as much. And I'm not prepared to pay that. I'm a bit of a cheapskate with things like that. But 250 and then it's going to be tax. It's like 300 a ticket times by three. If I take both my kids with me, 900 just to see a four-hour show. Like, I don't think it's worth it. Like, I don't need to do it. It's already off my list. So I don't know. Um, I am looking at some indie shows. Um, I saw the NXT TakeOver event or whatever it's named. Um, tickets for that are pretty reasonable. You can actually get uh, lower-level seats pretty close to the action for about 50 to 70 dollars that sounds like more of a thing um but yeah i'm just kind of playing it by ear in the back of my mind i remember the the wrestlemania at dallas they were doing like buy one day get one day free and i'm kind of hoping that something like that's going to happen again so it's more affordable but i don't think it is um i think it's just been away from the east coast so long that a lot of people want to go and it's just in that prime location an hour and a half south from New York, they, those people can go. Baltimore, DC. So, yeah, it's that, that's kind of my wrestling world right now. Do I want to go to WrestleMania weekend? How much do I want to spend? And um, or should I just not bother and just watch it on TV? I don't know. I mean, yeah, you are right. That East Coast thing. I mean, it's also the same sort of. You know, people fly in, don't they, from Europe and all that? Like, it's a lot closer than going to. California, mm -hmm. and though you know the big West Coast ten-hour flights from the UK is to like California and Nevada and that sort of way. Chris, would you go to Philadelphia? No, no, I need to smell what the Rock is cooking before I go. Um, I mean, I I would happily go, but it's uh, going to cost us a fair few quid extra uh, to go. And if I was going to go, I would have to go for the two days just because going all the way over there um 
but I will happily sit in my pants and watch it at home. Uh, looking forward to it, actually. Um, I think, actually, I'm in Cornwall again this year when WrestleMania is on. So I will be watching it in my caravan uh, down the south coast. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that massively. Are we going to start the... Uh, the the elephant in the room, Brock. Are we gonna are we gonna delve straight into that sort of? Well, we can we can start with the uh, the massive, you know, Dwayne Johnson signs elephant in the room. We're not going to just yet. We're going to talk about how Graham took much delight in Jordan Grace showing up at the Royal Rumble, making us wrong. I mean, <laughs> it was it was one of those where we just thought, nah, probably not, you know, but. Fucking turned up, man. It was, uh, yeah, you technically, spot on. technically, from a betting standpoint, we were right. There was no money to be made on Jordan Grace, like <laughs> actually being anywhere in the Royal Rumble. She wasn't the Iron Woman. She didn't finish. She wasn't in the final four. You know, I'll take solace. Yeah, I'll take solace in that. You know, there was no money to be made from her in that aspect, but she did show up. We were wrong. Graham feels like he couldn't wait. To get that out, <laughs> I think I mentioned yeah. it multiple times. I think you called me out because I hold oh, on. You already used that one against us. I was like, "Hey, I'm going to make sure I mention that." Now it was funny because I hadn't heard any of the spoilers at all, and obviously I listened to your podcast after after watching the event as well. So at that point, I obviously knew that that was incorrect as well. Um, now it, for me, it was just more of a personal thing of the first indie organization I used to go to. I was very blessed and didn't realize quite at the time how many of the people who used to show up on a monthly uh, basis would end up going on to having careers in the WWE. So, or for other organizations as well. But Jordan, you could tell straight away. You just knew. Like that was the kind of thing that I, that I well, I say you knew. I always doubt myself. I'm like, hold on. This person seems absolutely amazing. As good as anything that I've seen on TV. What am I missing? Like, obviously, I'm not an expert on this type of thing at all. This is my first indie show. Uh, but then feeling justified later, it's like, absolutely. This is one mm. of those people. Mia Yim, Shotzi Blackheart. There was like a few of those people who used to, just from the women's side, who used to come through on a regular basis. And um, What was the federation? What was the indie? It was called Nova Pro. Unfortunately, it closed under bad circumstances in um, 2019 uh, due to the owner not really paying people. Which is not very helpful. Oh, shock um, I horror! Think there, I think there was yeah. a few other uh, other things as well, uh, but right. that was like the first one that came out. So at the time, um, I know Ethan Page, who wasn't a wrestler there at all, was one of the people who I guess was speaking up for other people who didn't feel that they could, and it kind of got through one instance, and then they kind of survived that. And then, like a few months later, it, the same stories came up again for a second time, and at that point, they they were finished. So it yeah. was it was. It was see we didn't we never saw that side we just saw the matches that were put on and from that point of view it was amazing it was inexpensive you seen top talent it was a regular Friday night thing that I do with Mason I hey come home from school something you look forward to all day not far like thirty minute drive probably at the most and um, yeah it was great it was something we looked forward to and that's really what started my podcasting career uh, he said six years ago hey I want to do a podcast on wrestling it's like oh shit I got no idea how to do that but. Yeah, that's kind of what has got got me into the wrestling podcasting business, I guess. Hey man, that's uh, that's good shit. Like, sorry, cursing is more than allowed on this show, Graham. You should know that by now. Yeah, I know that you guys do it well. It's something that I, I don't know. 
I don't I don't think I ever get that. I don't think I ever feel any, that that much of an emotion about anything wrestling particularly. I, I think my aim is more just to get Matt to swear. I think I want to say something more controversial just to get his reaction rather than feeling <laughs> that um, swear myself. But yeah, he takes it very seriously. I'm a little bit more, I don't know, I think I'm a little bit more laid back with regards to it. Let's Let's talk about Dwayne. Let's talk about that exact moment where Cody hand possibly because it's you know nothing is for sure he's possibly handed over his wrestlemania championship match with roman reigns i'm i do not have a problem with it i just don't it's not you know we're saying this to chris earlier we're saying this to chris in a message earlier the minute roman reigns said he was head of the table the rock's name was mentioned and what was that four years ago there's a story there that needs to be finished, continued, whatever, just as much as Cody's. So I don't have a problem with The Rock headlining a WrestleMania again. Just don't. I mean, it was. It, I I thought it was a natural progression of the of the Roman Reigns storyline, the bloodline stuff. That at some point the Rock would get involved. I think we've spoken about it on the podcast for over a year. That when when there was sort of a sniff of the rock being involved in anything the natural where our minds went was oh he's gonna challenge roman and say you're not the head of the table you know you're a piece of shit or whatever you know it would be the way you're treating family members blah 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 you know it, it seems like that was gonna happen at some point but do we do we think that all of this is happening because of injuries or because of the whole vince stuff or I mean, no one really knows. I mean, even the fucking wrestling journalists are saying they knew, but they never knew. They never say anything. And they say, you know, like you say, no one really sort of knows. I mean, Billy Barty said that he uh, he, he was talking about it, that The Rock was going to come back and do something there. But, I mean, th what do you think, Graham? Do you think it's to do with sort of CM Punk's injury or do you think it's to do with the whole Vince stuff or, or what? All right, so my understanding is, this is how I view it. It was supposed to be, obviously, Cody versus Roman, because that's what's changed now. And then it would have been CM Punk versus Seth. That just sounds like WrestleMania caliber matches that you would want, right? That that seems sensible to me. So here's my question. Obviously, CM Punk's injured, so you can't do that anymore. Right. What happens, I, I just want to make sure I got my facts right before I continue. Um, what, what The person that won the Women's Royal Rumble, what do they get? What does Bailey get? She gets a what does she get to win in the Rumble? Is it a main event at WrestleMania or is it just a championship match at WrestleMania? I think it's just a championship match. Oh, God, that's a little sexist, isn't it? Okay. All right. So, anyway, my problem what? was if it wasn't that, if it wasn't that, then I have a big problem because Cody winning the Rumble, that's, I think that's automatically, you assume that that's going to be a main event at WrestleMania, right? So I think if the women are two. supposed to have. Well, I think the women are because we're not. When you're watching the Royal Rumble, it does say she gets to main event WrestleMania. Correct. Maybe I'm, they get night one. I don't know. Yeah, I'm well, almost that, that's certain. My issue, then. That's yeah. my issue now. So Bailey gets night one. We assume it's going to be that way around. Bailey gets yeah. night one. Cody was guaranteed night two, but now Cody gets nothing. So if that's the route that you want to go, I don't know. If you want the Rock in there at some point, wouldn't you just put? Rock winning the Royal Rumble at 30 or something? Like, I, I don't know. That's the part I'm struggling to piece together. 
why does Cody have to step back from this match? That's what I don't understand. And but we don't even there's still there's still pieces we don't know. Like is Roman gonna face Rock earlier than WrestleMania? I haven't seen Rock point into the WrestleMania sign yet, unless I missed it. I sometimes only watch highlights, so I don't always get to see everything. But is he going to face no, it earlier? Yeah. But I, I don't like the fact that Cody's not getting to main event WrestleMania. If that's your point of your rumble, that's one of the big problems I have with that. But, but basically, my bottom line is, as long as Roman loses, I don't give a shit. Get that reign over as soon as possible. Oh. I'm done with fucking Roman Reigns. That bullshit, that match, three people, and how are they going to deal with it? The odds are overwhelming. Oh, Solo's going to come in and fucking screw everybody. Like, I'm tired of that narrative. It's so dull to watch every time. So if they're working it just to get Roman off the title, good. If that story is like, Cody's like, I'm taking everything from you. Like, I'm going to take the title from you at some point, or somebody else is going to take the title from you. You're going to lose head of the table. You'll... If it goes towards that, then I don't give a shit about anything else. Just get it off Roman. Cody has to suffer when he has to suffer. But... So you'd be happy with The Rock as champion? Uh, I would be 100% happy with it. Yeah, I just okay, don't, I'm done cool. with rings. I'm tired with it. Like I keep getting told that oh, wait for the payoff, it's going to be worth it. No. I've been told that too many times. There's too many times that that's happened. It was going to be with Sammy, then it was going to be Cody, then it's going to be LA Knight, then it's like it's just non-stop. And every time we have the same dull finish. It's boring. It's really boring as a fan. Like I don't know how much further you can push me to stop watching. I, I don't oh. know. I'm almost at that limit now where it's like this is was it 1300 days now 1250 or something like it's too it's ridiculous you're just trying to knock off previous numbers from history whatever i don't care if we're looking at this from uh from the funny business side and all that there has been a claim made that this was this is very much the plan turn cody into a very you know similar daniel bryan bryan Edmonton, however you want to call it that whole yes movement, Cody movement. I mean, they've already, I mean, that greedy shill, Conrad has already started making t-shirts, you know, we want Cody and all that shit. Like, you know, I get that Conrad's a greedy oaf. You know, he's going to look to make a buck out of everything he can. You know, are the podcasts not selling that well? Fucking hell. Like, sorry, that's my rant on Conrad Thompson. <laughs> not someone we usually go after, but today I am. Is it the fact that that could be the story they're just gonna tease you with rock and roman you know a slight tease and then oh actually no the fans have pushed this into cody and roman again i who hell we might even get a triple threat like I, very I much think, like the daniel yeah. bryan situation no. yeah like no no, because then it's no, no DQ, and then that plays right into the bloodline's hand. No, no triple threat. Yes, get no. Solo back in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it will be a triple threat. I think it will be... I don't think they'll put the strap on The Rock, but I do think that The Rock will be the one... Because if you're looking at this from a... like I've I've tried to break it down on previous shows. If If you look at how they've booked Roman and how who he's beaten along this journey... I mean, fuck. He's beaten, he's beaten Brock Lesnar twice. He's beaten fucking, you know, uh, McIntyre. He's 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 beaten some some big guys, you know, and had some real slobber knockers with him. And it's like, you don't you don't really expect that without help that anyone's really going to beat him. So maybe the Rock is is being inserted here to be the sort of equalizer the way they've booked it is like obviously solo is going to be getting involved in fucking everything 
So if someone like The Rock is there, you know, then maybe Cody in a freeway might get a cheeky pin. You know? I just I had, know. A, I just had hold, a light hold bulb on, Hold on. Hold yeah. on. Hang on. Hold on. <laughs> you didn't think that any of those people could beat him? He fucking cheated in every one of those goddamn No, 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 like, but that's what I'm, that's like, what I'm saying. He almost had every single person has legitimately deserved to win that match. Oh, and no. The only reason they haven't win is because of it. Like every one of those people has been legitimate. You think? No, no, I get that. I'm just saying. But where okay. we are now, if you look at it, if those guys weren't able to beat him, then Cody okay. ain't going to be. That's what. That's what I'm trying to oh, say. I'm okay. not saying that they weren't able. No, I mean gotcha. fucking hell. Brock Lesnar should have fucking beaten him 100. He picked up the fucking ring with like a tractor and shit. You know, like. <laughs> 100% like Roman should have lost those matches at least one of them from you know like you say it was teased oh Sammy's going to be the guy he's going to be the guy but it's like the way they've booked it is like right no one can beat this fucker because he's just going to cheat every time so there yeah. needs to be someone inserted in there like The Rock who's going to actually say look I don't want the fucking title necessarily let me, um, that's let me not just why throw I'm one here. out there we can, we can both finish our story I can make sure Roman knows he's not the top of the, you know, the head of the table, and you can finish your story and get the strap. Everybody's happy. It's a nice little circle jerk. You know what I mean? So may, maybe I, I think that's the way they're going to go. I think you know the fact that Cody's stepped back and said, "All right, you know what I mean? You can you finish your story, and then the match is announced, and then they'll you know something will happen where he says, right, I pick that match. Actually, fuck it, I'm going to get involved, make it a freeway." I got one more idea that might stick, might not. How many of those Roman Reigns title defenses have had a special referee? Is it none or is it one? I'm not sure. I'm trying to remember which one uh, John Cena was. I don't think that was that one, was it? That was LA Knight and someone else, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was someone else. Uh, Zero, I think, right? Rocker's special referee. He is the great equalizer on solo. Ooh. Counts the three. Starts a bloodline kickoff further down the road. It it's something that could be a could be a thing. I I'm sure it won't be because you know it's how it goes. But he could send them to Rock the back is... as well. Get out of here. You're not coming ringside. Get out of here. And he can yeah, bring so back always comes back the... though. So he can bring solo back always comes back. People from the family. Get rid of them. Yeah, but see, this is the thing as well. There's another one of the of the family that is now. Jacob. So now yeah. he's not under contract anywhere. I've said, you know, Kishi could get involved, you know, at some point. You know, yeah. that I, I think this Fuck WrestleMania. Bring Alfred Seeker in as well. Fuck it. That's what I'm saying. But the thing is, this is WrestleMania 40. This is like yeah. WrestleMania XL. Do you get what I mean? So if yeah. they were going to ever, Roman's ever going to lose a title. It was gonna be. It's gonna be this WrestleMania, and they're gonna have to do something because, like you say, man, how long have we waited for some? Everyone saying, "Oh yeah, the payoff's gonna be great." Well, fucking make it great, man. If you've got the great one involved in the match, then it better be fucking great. You know what I mean? So, I I don't think The Rock will necessarily be given the strap. I still think Cody will win it. Um, I still think Cody will will win. Um, and I think The Rock will be involved somehow. Maybe a guest referee, maybe a triple threat. Who knows? All right. One other theory. I, I can't tell you who it was because I was just scrolling and reading and then I went to work and I don't remember anymore. 
um, the proposal possibly somewhere along the lines of night one, Rock versus Roman. Doesn't have to be a title match. It could just be, who cares if that matches for a title match, really? Who cares? And whether Rock wins, doesn't win, doesn't matter. But then night two, he's got a defense against Cody when he's beat up a little bit. Cody would still get his main event that way. And um, you still get to see Rock versus Rock. That's another way of getting all those people into the matches that they're supposed to be as well. I think that I think that might cheapen it a little bit. I think that I think the idea of having three at least second generation superstars there. You know, you've got Cody, you've got Roman, you've got Rock. All of them sort of grown up in the business. I mean, can you imagine the video package before just shots of them all as kids with their dads or their fucking uncles or that? You know what I mean? It's like. This is a family business, you know, and all that. It kind of sells itself the the three way. I reckon if if um, are they taking bets on on it now? Do you reckon if I chuck nah. a couple of quid on a triple threat? I think you should look it I up. But why would Cody it. step out of the ring then if it was going to be a triple oh, good threat? Lord. Why, Brent, why Brent would he just invite? I'm gonna say if Roman's there, like you could invite Roman. Like, why would he want an extra person? And like to me, that that that's the part that doesn't make sense. Like, I understand from the. From the if you're looking like you said, this is a big WrestleMania. The ones with zeros on their end are definitely more significant, and for that reason, you'd want somebody like The Rock in there. But everyone backstage, it sounds like, is saying that hey, we understand why you're doing it, but for long term booking, this is not a good idea. Like that, I think Cody they're doing line, it just generally to to rile the fans up to get a bigger pop when he's then inserted in later. I generally okay. think that I think they're just sort of teasing. They're just literally just. They've given you the head, and then they're just, you know, just just teasing, and then they're they're teasing. All right, well, fine. And then it, I mean, it's kind of working. Like people online are sort of people be mad, bro. Like some people are actually fucking pissed off, and they don't really understand that it's sort of it's all a work, mate. Like it's all like Cody's sort of. I mean, I like. The, don't get me wrong. I like the memes of like you know. Triple H on the phone and then Cody there and just, you know, underneath it, just like you've got the the the, the thought bubble and Triple H is where Cody's like smashing the throne and stuff like that. You know, don't get me wrong. I love the memes. I'm in it for the memes. But I generally just think they're doing it just to sort of get people talking. Um, and I do think it's a little bit of um, obfuscation to kind of get away from the whole Vince McMahon stuff because they're trying to divert any sort of talk away from that to write, look, look, the fucking, the rock, you know, look over here. Whoa, don't look at people shitting on people's heads. Look, look over here, sort of thing. The fact it's the most disliked video on YouTube within like 24 hours of being released though. Like, I know there's no such thing as bad publicity. And I always thought oh. Vince used to go, like, he didn't care. As long as people were talking, then yeah. he was okay with that. I, I don't know if, is Hunter the same? Like, I don't, I don't know that. I'm not I sure think that's true. The, 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 the louder, I mean, he's he's old school in the business, bro. And if people are booing as louder than they're cheering, then it's they're still doing their job. All so right. What like, do you think then? What do you think about Logan Paul's tweet? What do you think about Ricochet's tweet then? So do you think that they were told, hey, look, put this out. This will get the fans talking. We want Cody. I or do you think that's just getting, them independently saying that Logan Paul to, to do it, you've you've even you've got a bigger audience there. Logan yeah. Paul's got this ridiculous following, hasn't he? So you think that's like an instructed one? Hey, Logan, tweet Quite this possibly, out. Possibly, yeah. Possibly, right. possibly, and and the chances are that, but but you know, you know why you know why Logan Paul 
has said we want Cody. If you if you watched uh, his last podcast with John Cena, there was a little bit of a apparently the Rock and Logan Paul don't get along yes, he, anymore. Yeah, the Rock oh. sort of blanked him, didn't he? Yeah, because something that the, the, so they did a few videos together years ago, and then Logan Paul did the whole thing in the Japanese forest with the suicide person, Ooh. and basically the Rock said to him, look, what you did there was fucked up. I don't want anything to do with you. Take all the stuff that we've done offline. And yeah, like he actually spoke about it in his last podcast. So it's like, I think if if you, yeah, he's sort of saying that to, yeah, it's all to do with stuff, online stuff. So it's all that sort of online marquee sort of thing going on to, to get the views, to get the engagement. Because that's sort of Logan Paul's forte. And maybe Logan said, Hey, how about if I fucking tweet this out? Maybe Logan went to them and said, Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet this out, like to get a little bit of, you know, maybe he wasn't instructed to do it. Maybe he because he knows what he's doing, you know. So I think it's all about the engagement, the whole build up road to WrestleMania stuff. I generally think that they they have to they have to put the belt on Cody somehow at Mania. I think it's a fucking no-brainer, but it's just, it ain't what you do, it's the way that you do it. And I think that will be, if they can kill two birds with one stone, um, or as Ali G said, knob two birds with one Connie, then they can finish both stories, you know, in the same thing. You have such a way with words. But that's a beautiful. I love Ali G. That that's just it's such great. a classic. That was it is a classic, you know. So, are you buying the argument then from uh, from Raw that basically what everything Seth told Cody that you're like, yeah, this is really the title that you want. Romans is not the title that you want. Then that works. He wins if he wins that title. Will that be good enough? Will that complete no, the story? Because there will be a unification down the road. I'm sure. Oh god. We're going down that line again. Oh my god! It's like every few years, it's like, nope, we need a unified title. Uh, no, we don't. We need two separate. Wrestling, titles. wrestling's oh, always god. been cyclical, hasn't it? Like you know, <laughs> but that's coming. Like I've only been back watching wrestling for seven years, and it feels like that's happened at least five times within that time. Join, separate, join, separate. Oh my god! The 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 thing is, the the heat and the momentum would go if he actually finishes the story. What is such a vague term as well like what does it even mean to finish the story like surely if you finish the story then you retire right like what you know it's one of them ones where he doesn't really there's always going to be a follow-up because that it makes sense okay he wins that title and then Seth comes out and goes oh you know do you feel like you finished the story I told you that fucking piece of metal that you got there ain't worth shit this is the real title you know yeah, where does you Priest know, fit into all this? Like, that's got to be used soon. He's running I out of Priest, time. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be done after because, as you say, with Roman being where he is, it's kind of limited that spot on on cards. It's always just been, we just know Roman's there and stuff's going on. And there has generally been more exciting stuff happening elsewhere but now if you can then get Roman out, because I reckon Roman will retire. I think Roman, he was supposed to retire fucking 
two or three years ago. He was supposed to. He he, he was. But then they said, right, come back and do this. And then he's done this. And then that's it. I think, you know, get him out of the way. And then we can bring all of everything involving everyone and make it a little bit more sort of fun for everyone. <laughs> you know, like it's, I think that and makes long-term sense. Long-term storytelling, Cody versus Roman Reigns 3 at WrestleMania 50. <laughs> yeah, oh, when Roman comes back. We got a couple more things to chat about. There was, there is another giant elephant in the room. It is Vince, of course. Three of us Ugh. not being, not being legal eagles or whatever you want to call it. It's just, it's just grim, isn't it? I, I refuse to talk about it on uh, whenever it was, uh, which episode it was. I just like, I'm not talking about it. Like, it's just, it's just such an obvious bad pop moment. The more you hear, the worse it sounds. Like, it's just. Yeah, I, I, it was just something I was like, I, he's a total creep. I, I don't want to talk about it. Like, it's bad. Uh, Brock's, in, Brock's involved now as well. Before it was more, it was just Vince. But then it's just, I don't know. Everything, it makes you, when you look back now at stuff that happened in the early 2000s, it just kind of makes you realize how much of this was a character and how much was actually just this, the real person. Um, it's, it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. Um, I, I'm liking now the fact that it sounds, and I'm not sure if it's gone through or not, but the fact that like the selling of the shares, um, I think that has gone through, right? Like he, he literally has nothing to do with it anymore. He has no part of TKO or anything. He's, yeah. he's not. But the fact that he managed to get a shitload of money for being a total scumbag does not sit well with me, though. Do any I mean, of you buy into Johnny Laurinaitis's claims that he was sort of pressured into any of it? No, we all, we all, we've all, we can all, we've all got fuck it. We can all make choices, right? And at the end of the day, you either say fuck off, I'm not doing that, mate. Yeah, and take whatever repercussions, or you're you fucking you're a you're a yes man and you go with it. But it's one of those things where it's like you can't put that on someone else. You made the decision, you made the choices to do whatever you're gonna do. I think a lot of people have known for a lot of years that Vince McMahon's not a nice person. That he's not a very nice guy. But to the extent of what we're hearing now, only very few people have spoken out to the extent. But now with what we're seeing, I think there's a lot more... Right, And I, I don't generally... I mean, I would love to... On a, on a separate show, talk about sort of not conspiracies as such to do with wrestling, but more to do with these sort of these sort of stories that are pretty fucking dark, but we know that they've happened, but no one really talks about them. So we were lucky to have uh, James here on recently, and he does a podcast with Paul London. And Paul London was the boyfriend of Ashley Mazzaro at one point. And the whole Ashley Mazzaro story is fucking grim. It is fucking dark, right? I was watching, we were driving somewhere, right? I was with my missus and she, I, I mean, I wasn't driving. She was driving. I was watching a video. Paul London talking about Ashley, you know, crying to him and stuff. And, you know, shout out James and... Paul and Rene on their podcast, but I, I I told the story of what happened to Ashley or what she said happened to her on that trip in the Middle East, right? And I I I told my 
missus about it. And she was like, dude, that's fucking horrible. Like, that's like, fucking horrible. And, and the fact that sort of nothing really happened about that, did it? Nothing really, you know, if you're running a company and your employees, something like that happens to one of your employees on a trip that they are on because of you, you are on a, a work trip. That's a, it's a business trip. Ultimately it's fucking grim, man. And that's just one sort of story of, of stuff that has happened. And, you know, it just, you know, there's been stuff about the ring boys and there's been other people that confronted Vince, the, the guy who went on uh, TV uh, when it, he was like a, a sports guy or a radio guy and he worked for WWE. And then he said, look, he was propositioned by like Pat Patterson and he said no. And then they sacked him and then they fucking didn't pay him and stuff. And like there, there's been sort of rumors or whatever for, for decades about this sort of attitude and like, environment in the wwe and it's sort of like that boys club of sort of you know of, of shit that goes on in in that world and like as i say I'm, I'm sorry to sort of go on but my general point is like people fucking knew i can't fault the people who were generally scared for their well-being because maybe something has happened to them like sort of female performers and stuff like that you know, but there are people, there are guys that sort of would have gone along with it and just sort of turned a blind eye to it and sort of just said, oh, you know, fuck, what what can we do sort of thing? It's like, well, no, you could have done a lot. There, there's clearly been stuff going on. I mean, I know Jim Cornette has come out and said, when I was there, I never saw any of this and it was in Vince's good years or whatever. But sorry, like, I don't fucking believe that either. When you hear Jim Cornette say that as well, I don't think he fucking believes it either. He fucking knew, man. Like, a lot of people would have known. I'm sorry, Jim. Like, you know, he, I think he's just sort of, for, for for his own safety and that, he's sort of saying, no, I never sort of saw anything. But there, there would have been people that, you know, knew exactly what was fucking going on. You know, people are talking about Pritchard. You know, people are talking, a lot of people are talking. And it's funny that, some of the people that are coming out and are saying, oh, this is despicable and this is horrible, a lot of them fuckers would have known about it as well. You know, I I, I couldn't personally work for a company or around somebody that I knew was sort of a bully or abusive in his power or even sort of like a tyrant in, in any way towards people below them. And I know, yeah, people want to be famous wrestlers and they just sort of turn a blind eye for this and that. But the karma of that is not good, man. And it's just, you know, we're not sort of generally talking about the ins and outs of it. But for me, it just leaves a fucking horrible taste in my mouth, knowing that there are people that probably could have stopped this. And I think, I'll be honest, the only reason why it's coming out now is because people want him out of company because they want his share of the company and they want them shares out of his hands and they want more control. So I think that some of this stuff was maybe engineered to come out now when there's a lot of stuff going on. I think that, you know, like I say, legal, legal, we are not. But this 
recent young lady apparently has come out and now talking because the non-disclosure agreement is allowed to be breached because he didn't keep up his end of the bargain with not giving her the rest of the money. But maybe he was advised, don't give her no more fucking money because then they knew that it would all come out and stuff like that. Because in the corporate world, blackmail is, it happens. Do you know what I mean? And if there's someone like Vince, who's got a lot of skeletons in that cupboard and it's getting to the point where he is grasping onto power so tightly that the only way they can get rid of him is by making these leaks happen. You know, the other leaks that happened before, like about what, a year and a half ago, there was a lot of talk that that was engineered to come out at that time because they wanted him to get the fuck out. And even his family was sort of, didn't want him to have anything to do with anything. So to me, it's fucking horrible. I, I think it said that the NDA, um, it's not, it's not enforceable if it's something that's a criminal act though. So right, okay. you can do it for like something that's like, I don't know, like a Ryan Giggs thing, like sleeping with your sister-in-law and things like that. Like you can right. sign something like that and say, look, I don't want you talking about that. There's lots of, or, or, or that type of story. So things that you don't want to come out, right. but it's not necessarily criminal intent. But as soon as there's criminal intent, then the NDA does not hold. So I think that was part of the reason why um, st certain stories were broken. Um, I did see one other side to this as well that said that was part of the reason why Shane disappeared for long periods of time as well. Yeah, like he would go is like I cannot, I cannot be dealing with this. But then he would also kind of come back and I guess, funny, how do you change somebody like Vince? But you know, in your mind, like well, that's my dad. That's my yeah. dad. Like he's not doing that. Like perhaps I can reason with him. But when yeah. you talk all the things that you just said about Vince, and I know this is a wrestling show, not a political show, but sure. the parallels with other old, rich, white men. Um, number forty-five, Trump, like the same sort of thing. Like he's going, they get away with it because they can keep getting away with it. They can keep signing that check, and they get. And some of the times they're just such bullies that they can go, "Oh, you're going to take us to court? We're going to make this drag on for years, and then yep. there's no way you're going to get paid anyway. You're going to go bankrupt, and we yep. can do that because we can do that." So it's it's it is difficult to kind of say I'm going to take a stand against some of those things when there's literally nothing you can do about it. And it's a shame that the system's set up like that. Um, yeah. I think this, the kind of the me too thing, when one person speaks and then somebody else can collaborate that, it, it, as everything, there's a strength in numbers. And when yeah. it's just a single person, it is really difficult to be that one voice against somebody like that. But when you've got multiple people doing it, it's definitely much easier to do for sure. Yes. Um, <laughs> sorry, that, that's why it was hard with um, when that Rita Chatterton came out the female referee, because she's saying she was saying very similar stuff to the bullying and the, the you know, the sexual stuff. You know, she she came out back then and was saying that he was doing this shit decades ago, you know, with almost yeah. impunity. Yeah, I do think this is probably just the tip of the iceberg. You know, we can't say for sure, but I do. And I think we all sort of hope that anyone that does have a you know a, a negative story to tell or a negative story about Vince where they have felt pressured or anything like that or you know felt aggrieved it could be their time to come out and say something and you know there won't be this horrible backlash that people might have already faced like for instance Rita Chatterton or the the guy that went on Donahue yeah. Uh, was propositioned or allegedly propositioned. That's, that's the guy I was talking about. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like plenty of other stories that you know could come out and could be a part of 
what is you know already snowballing down the hill it's not hard to imagine um obviously we've had similar incidents on the indies they're obviously much less powerful people and that's why they're easier for people to come out with a story there's so many of those characters on the indie level who have been absolute creeps is it that unbelievable that somebody with more power and more money and what would be equally have similar traits and of course not like they had power but they were just not on the same level as well it's just something about money corrupts yeah and they've been used to getting what they want when they want however they want it and if no one's ever said no or if they've continually got away with it the message is oh we can keep doing this and until they can't keep doing this but yeah it's a shame (laughs) but unfortunately there was a lot of things um, from that era. There is a reason why Dark Side of the Ring has made multiple seasons now. There's incidents like this that continually happen, and they were looked over in that era. Like it was, look, he's a guy. And that used to be an acceptable excuse. He's a guy. He's got urges. That type of thing. Now, when you look back on that, that's like, no, that, that's not the way it is. But now, that's only because people are talking about that thing a lot more now. The fact that we're even talking about it on a podcast. Like, that used to be stuff. It used to be hush, hush. People didn't want to, yeah, don't talk about that. Don't bring that stuff up. Like, don't cause trouble. Don't rock the boat. That that used to be it. You just let it go. You just look. You just deal with it. Look, it ha- it's, not, it's not okay. We know that it's not okay. And people are talking about it now. And times are changing, and hopefully they can change a little bit more because we're not quite where we need to be yet, for sure. Um, sorry, just a quick one. Um, it has Brock actually been called in to take part in the court process or anything? He what, was what... never named. He was. It was you know such a oh former UFC heavyweight champion. So they, he was never named, but it was you know. Presumed. There's only ever been one former UFC heavyweight champion that's worked in WWE, right? No. Two. Cain Velasquez. But that would it... make no sense whatsoever. No, that's... You know? Yeah, but no, you're saying to re-sign, to re-sign the yeah. former... So there, there's only one There's only one that it could be. that. That's why people straight away went to Brock, because he used to work for WWE and then he re-signed with WWE after becoming UFC heavyweight champion. So, But he has not been named, so we can't... No, no, we're, we're obviously yet. this is conjecture and based on what has been said, It that's why people have gone... Because there, there's only one choice it could be based on that. But it's like me saying uh, a certain Arsenal co-host from Chat Grab on Cheap Pops. Like it's, I'm not naming names, but it's <laughs> yeah. th- there's only one answer it could possibly be, exactly. unless you have some really dark secrets that I don't know about, Chris. I am definitely not an Arsenal fan. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> I, I would normally, I would normally make a joke and a segue into the next bit, but because it's so fucked up, I'm not going to. Um, we're just going to move on to Tony Khan and AEW. Like there's oh. there's no no jokes in between like we, there's no point. Um, ah, this this is always the uh, this is the part I always look forward to most when I'm listening to your podcast. As soon as you start talking about AEW, this is this is where your passions lie. This is where this is where your <laughs> raw emotions kind of come out, as it were. <laughs> come on, guys, okay. entertain me. Come on, please right. talk some AEW. I've I've got I've got a nice fact for you here. Um, this week Wednesday night. AEW will be in Huntsville, Alabama at the Von Braun Center where they have sold just shy of 2,000 tickets. NWA TNA 
when they would run that place. I think the first time they run that place, they sold 5,000 tickets. DNA! DNA! Exactly. Okay, what DNA. year was that, though? We're talking early 2002. 2000s. Okay, you're not really going to compare 2002 wrestling with 2024, right? Surely you wouldn't well, do that. AEW is a supposed be better show. Yeah, yeah. The, how is it going to be more? That's like the heyday. That much, so, all right, so let's compare then the viewing figures for... Uh, raw from 2002 compared to 2024 oh my god it's dropped loads that surely it should be you can't compare those two things you cannot compare i'm just saying nwa tna could fill that building better than aew can people used to go and watch wrestling in 2002 because there wasn't as much to do everyone's got their own streaming so everyone <laughs> has a lot more options of what they can do and wrestling is not that thing i, I hate in case spoiler alert then wrestling is on the way down it's well, to not be honest, as popular as it used to be. TNA could probably fill that arena now more than, than AEW, I would say. They I, would... I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you on that. I do think TNA is going to have a better 2024, and I've said this by a lot already. All right, so what's the AEW is, is, is like it, failing to me... fill buildings. So you're telling me that so the line here is AEW sucks because they can't fill venues. Is that is that the narrative here? I just want to make sure I know what the... Well, they're not, they're not doing well enough to fill venues. They're they're picking smaller venues for sure. I don't think the actual. I think it's. I think I mentioned this the other week. The average um, capacity has not really changed much year on year. It's actually kind of similar. They are picking smaller venues. It looked far worse when you had a twenty thousand venue and you only had two and a half thousand people in there. But when you're picking those smaller venues with less people in there, and um, there was one I saw. I wish I could remember the exact one, but unfortunately I cannot. Somebody said a similar thing. It was like, oh look, they've only sold like twenty one hundred tickets. The capacity was only like twenty three hundred. Like they're they're selling to. So the I, thing I think is, it's always it's always context as well. But you you're telling me it's a larger arena because TNA sold several thousand. So well, no, that I, might not be exactly the same. I think I think generally the the point to be made is. Whether they're in a, a ten thousand seat venue or a three thousand seat venue, the fact that the supposed second string company in mainstream wrestling at the moment should really be selling more than two to three thousand tickets per show, right? Right. If you if you're talking about that, you've got you know Edge, you've got Christian, you've got Chris Jericho, you've got Sting, you've got fucking Ric Flair on the show somewhere doing something at some point. You know, you've got you 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 know the 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 problem is the supposed like, the supposed draws that were Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. I mean, I I would put Kenny Omega way above the Young Bucks in like you know that whole that, that sort of category, but these guys sold it on that they were going to be they were big names they were you know if you look online you only have to look on you know on twitter for instance you think that AEW was one of the biggest wrestling companies that ever were and it's it's comedy now running these you know they went to where'd they go canada they went to canada you know big wrestling you know lineage in canada they go there and they can't sell tickets what are they doing wrong I, I don't have a good answer for that question. I am not the AEW fan that I, I certainly used to be. Um, when you guys were on my show, um, I, our show, I was kind of uh, used to watch regularly. And then for whatever reason, I, I just stopped. Uh, 2023, I, I, I think I only watched two shows in total. And I think the second one was just because I was at the in-laws. There was literally nothing else to do. And I was like, oh, shit, I only watched one episode this year. Let me actually just watch a second episode. Um, so I had the time on my hands. 
Um, I have been recording them on Sling, and the number of times when I just go, delete. Like, I just, I don't know. Um, I don't have, for me personally, um, it's more of a case of I can watch one of two shows. I can't watch everything. Um, I'm actually enjoying watching WWE, which is not something I've said um, that much in the course of the history of that podcast. It used to be, I only used to watch WWE because Matt would watch it, and I would need to be able to comment on what he watched. Now, I actually enjoy sitting down watching SmackDown. So is it the fact that um, possibly that Hunter's putting on a better product now, which makes me more interested in that show? Um, I don't know that necessarily AEW is doing anything wrong, but I know WWE is doing something right. And that's mainly been my choice of watching between the two of them. Um, the bits I have watched, I have enjoyed. Like, I, it's not that I don't like that product. I am definitely an indie person. And there's definitely people who are on that card who are definitely indie wrestlers who I'm familiar with. So um, I know there's people that you, I know you guys don't like Orange Cassidy, but I, me personally, I love Orange Cassidy. Um, so that would be a reason for me watching. But I don't know. Is it just that people just don't have that amount of time? And if you've got to choose between one or the other, WWE is definitely on the up. And is it one of those where that's the thing? If one goes up, the other one goes down. I'm not sure. Well, more people tuned into Big Little Brawlers this weekend than they did Collision and Rampage. So, yeah. People want to watch wrestling. Uh, as UTT Rob tells us all the time, consistently um, yeah. outperforms. I, I still think that they don't have the best days necessarily. Like, I don't think a Wednesday is a great day to go see a wrestling show. Uh, Friday, I think weekends are much better. I think SmackDown has a big advantage on that. And obviously, they, they set out their store first. So that has a... It's difficult. You don't want to go head-to-head with WWE because that's not going to work right now. Um, so I don't know. I don't think they have the best days necessarily. Um, but I don't know. I don't have a good answer for that question. I, but I know I if think... they do go to Chicago, they can sell well there. But every time they do that, then it course gets... To, oh, look, they're going back to Chicago again. Why do they always have shows in Chicago? So if they go to those places where they are super popular, well, they can't. They can't draw there now. They can't. They've... Oh, okay. Because no, Punk's they, not there. They balls it. Punk left. Yeah. That's it. Chicago yeah. is a very good wrestling city. They have a lot of good indie shows in that area. Wrestling is very popular in that area. It's not just because of CM Punk. But I am interested to know now what the latest figures were for that last show in Chicago. Then. Yeah, not being being outdrawn on a. On a Saturday by Big, uh, sorry, is it Big Little Brawlers? Is that the show? Saturday's not a. People go out on a Saturday. Have you, have you, have you watched That's, it yet? I haven't seen that, but I don't. Saturday is not a good night for showing big shows. That that's the thing. It's uh, it's more for the. You look at the shows that are on, and I'd say I haven't lived in Britain for a long time, but the shows that are on Saturday night are very general. It's for a family audience. It's for it's your Strictly Come Dancing. It's you got Anton Deck on. It's Gladiators. most people are going Gladiators. Out yes. Not putting. It's I don't know. It's very old TV kind of thing. It appeals to older. Most people. Uh, most people are going out. The people who are so, if you're trying to base the numbers on that day, Saturday is not a good day. See, I don't even. Why did they even go to a third day though? That doesn't. That's the part that doesn't make sense to me. There was no reason was to for CM Punk. Tony Khan's a fucking idiot. Like, if it, that's why. If if he was smart, right, he would take everything that you've just said on board, which we have said previously, right. He needs to have that Saturday show or one of the we see we said specifically as well that Saturday show as more of a sort of family based sort of show have your sort of 
your good guys versus your bad guys. Have it a bit more comical. Have it a bit more light-hearted. Have it a bit less sort of Moxley with fucking spaghetti sticking out of his head. Have it sort of engineer it to get that 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 viewership do to do better than it's doing. The fact is, he doesn't give two fucks about expanding the viewership. Tony Khan, in his mind, he, AEW will always be the better product. It will always be the best thing going because he doesn't, in his mind, he doesn't see that what he's doing is wrong. He's seeing that, like, the people that watch this show are watching this show because of the way that I'm doing the things that I'm doing. They love this fucking Japanese-style tournament. They love these ranking systems. They love this sort of sports-based product. But then when you look at the product, it's not a sports-based product. You've got great characters like Tony Storm doing your entertainment stuff, being on commentary now every week, absolutely fucking killing it with entertainment, not even wrestling. She's not even wrestling. She's killing it with entertainment. You've got people doing fucking dance-offs, you know, and stuff like that. It is not a sports-based product. It is, it is, and I know people get fucking pissed off, but it is more of an indie promotion with a bigger budget. It is not booked. It is just, here's a load of matches. You're going to see some moves that you're going to go, wow, that was fucking cool. Um, you know, and that's what that's what you're watching it for. You're not watching it for engaging storylines. You're not watching it for episodic weekly TV. You're not watching it for that because if you were watching it for that, I guarantee a lot more people would make time to watch it if if they were engrossed in it they would say i'll tell you what let me actually fucking see what's going on because i was quite interested in seeing what was happening here and blah blah blah, 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 blah. but no you're not doing that you're getting your die hard poor customer base who are gonna watch it if you just had orange cassidy taking a shit in the middle of the ring for 10 minutes they're still gonna watch it do you get what i'm saying it, it 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 doesn't matter to them generally what is on the show. They're going to watch it regardless of how good, bad, or indifferent it is. And that is yeah. the core base. You made one good point that I'd forgotten, which is one of the reasons why I do watch WWE over AEW, is the fact that, yes, I can watch that show when it's on Wednesday night, Friday night, Saturday night, whatever. But once it comes to the pay-per-view, I'm not paying $50 for a pay-per-view. There's no way. Are you yeah. crazy? Are you out of your mind? Yeah. I get Peacock Absolutely. for $5 a month. I'm watching WWE because I can see the continuation of those storylines. Yes. So that's definitely one of the big problems with that model right now. But oh, you Graham, can't do this... that. So I could watch highlights later, sure. I can go on to YouTube, but it's not the same. <laughs> but there is no way I'm paying $40, $50 for a pay-per-view. That model is, that's something that should have been left in the early 2000s. But in There's... today's market, there is no way. Well, the thing There's is, though, no way. Pay... Sorry, Chris. Sorry, no. there's plenty of ways to watch wrestling. <laughs> yeah. The the thing is though, no one should be charging fifty dollars for a pay per view. No, no UFC is the same. It, they shouldn't be doing. It should no be, one should be doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it it shouldn't be more than ten, fifteen bucks, right? Yeah. Maximum. And yeah. the reason why AEW are charging fifty dollars is because they would rather charge. They know that that core customer base is always going to pay it. 
So they milking, could charge a it? fucking hundred dollars and people are going to go, what, you're not going to pay it? You don't fucking support AEW. You're a fucking fed mark. You know what I mean? That is the kind of attitude and behavior that we see online constantly from these sort of diehard AEW fans. It's like Tony Khan could put the price up tomorrow and they're still going to pay for the pay-per-view. They'd applaud it, yeah. They, yeah, they, they would. They'd be like, so Tony. what? Yeah. He's doing what he needs. You know, there's always a justification for why Tony Khan does what he does from this core demographic. But ultimately, you know, it, it's not going to last forever. You know, in the it, it's you know, it's already dwindling with with, with viewership and stuff like that. But even the pay per views, dude. There, there's no there's no payoff in these pay-per-views they're not blowing off you know finishing feuds and stuff like that in in these in these pay-per-views they're not that's not how AEW works that's not how it's booked it's not like i mean they're giving away constantly they're giving away pay-per-view quality matches on free tv every week we had the fucking christian and edge thing on tv we had it all on tv you know, no one needed to pay for the pay-per-view to see what was going to happen. It was never, right, we're going to build this up and then we're going to get the blow-off on the pay-per-view. It's like, nah, we'll just give you it on a Wednesday. It's fine. Because they know that those that core demographic is just going to pay it. That's why they don't care. That's why they charge 50. They'd rather have, you know, X amount of people pay it for 50 rather than five times that many people pay $15 for it. Now, I'm, I'm going to give him some. I'm going to give him some uh, props right here, though. I am sure they have looked into it and figured out. All right, which is better for us to charge 150,000 people fifty dollars a go, or lower the price to twenty-five dollars, ten dollars, whatever you want to say? I can't believe that he's just randomly said, "Look, this is the model we're going." With. I'm sure they must have researched it at least a little bit. It's going to be based on the numbers, though. So they would have said, "Look." To make any sort of profit or to turn any sort of profit, we need to charge X amount of money because we're getting a regular amount of this people watching it. With WWE, if you've got the network and you're paying $9.99, you can watch every single pay-per-view on the fucking network, you know? So I mean it doesn't you know, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. You know, it's you're able to follow it, they would rather have a lot of people paying not a lot than very few people because the very few people look how much t- I mean the merchandise the t-shirts they buy more stuff if you've got more eyes on the product yeah. you know someone might not go to a live show or do this or do that but they might buy a couple of t-shirts they might do this they might do that Chris and I had a small brief sort of message conversation earlier today and whilst we know that we are probably more of an old school sort of wrestling fan of the big guys, you know, doing their thing. Yeah, we both love that cruiserweight division, the X division, all of that stuff. Absolutely. We we pretty much draw the line at the guy with his hands in his pockets beating up Hobbs. You know, it doesn't work for us. Like, say, for instance, you tuned in, you saw Wardlow one week and you thought, fuck me, that guy's good. Can't wait to see what he does next week. And they keep him on fucking TV for four weeks. You're gonna stop watching it. You know where the fuck is that big guy that power bombed the shit out of these people? Why is he not on TV again? He was really good. They they batter their audience. I find it hard to believe though that you're not impressed with the guy once he takes his hands out of his pockets. 
No. He's a phenomenal wrestler. He he I, can I, do. I just don't see it. No, he he can do. He can do good stuff. I'm I'm not I'm not saying that Orange Cassidy can't work. The gimmick is what the gimmick is that he doesn't give a fuck and that he's sort of like low effort, you know, low to zero effort, right? But then, do you know the thing that gets on my nerves personally is that they keep saying, like, yes, Orange Cassidy is a wrestler, but is he, is, is, the fact that they call it a sports-based product and then they have one of the the top guys be Orange Cassidy, who is his gimmick alone. The whole gimmick is fucking entertainment, bro. The whole fucking thing is like a a performance piece, which is great, fine, if that's what you like. But just call it what it is, isn't it? Like, don't 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 tell me that if it's a sports based product that you're gonna get, you know, in the UFC a guy coming in there with in double denim, in sunglasses, putting his hands in his pockets, kicking the fuck out of some massive geezer. It's not going to happen. That's entertainment, right? Well, you can't compare wrestling to UFC. That, that, no, that's no, mo- but that's what mo- they mo- what they're trying to do, they're trying to they're trying to equate AEW more with that sports based product, i.e., UFC. Or they had a cage wrestling. match, like, a, a octagon cage match, didn't they? No, no, but it's it's more that they say no. WWE isn't real wrestling. That's entertainment. What we do is pure wrestling. No, it's not. It's fucking entertainment. All wrestling, professional wrestling, is entertainment, right? You've got a spectrum in whatever you're doing. So in WWE, even, it's a spectrum. So you've got your Dragonov versus Walter-style pure wrestling stuff, if you want to watch that, right? And then you've got your more performance sort of stuff, if you want to watch that. So it's not like one or t'other, you know what I mean? It's like in 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 both WWE and AEW, you have your pure wrestling and you have your entertainment. But it's more of the 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 fan faction trying to say, no, 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 we don't do any of that entertainment bullshit. Fuck off, bro. You got people fucking dancing. You got Tony Storm on commentary. I'm not saying those things are bad. I'm really not. I don't want to watch a wrestling show of eight matches of people chopping the shit out of each other and having matches like Dragonoff versus Volta. I don't want to see a whole card of that. I want to see people dancing. I want to see stupidness. I want to see funny backstage skits. I want to see Tony Storm on commentary being funny as fuck. I want to see her pulling oranges out of her fucking ass. Like, this is the thing. I, You want to see... A, a That's spe- very niche. But that's what she did, wasn't it? Like, do you know what I mean? It's it's that's what you want to see on a show. That means that your show is is well rounded, that you've got yeah. a bit of something for everybody. But AEW are in sort of the fan the fans are in a little bit of denial where I I'm not I'm I'm not I would watch AEW more if if it was just more honest about like what it is in and of itself, like and sort of tried to have a bit more fun with it. I love sort of, I love the idea of the Hey EW sort of interview stuff that they do. And I watched the Abaddon stuff that she was doing on there. I love Abaddon. I think it's a great idea for a character, but I do think that they've killed it already because she talks now. 
and there's videos online of her doing like karaoke and that, bro. Like, don't like you get what I mean? Like, keep live it, the gimmick, live Eat. the gimmick, bro. If if Amazon yeah. would be a fantastic couple, give her a manager who's gonna, you know, have her on a fucking leash or whatever, you know, and just fucking unleash her like fucking Jackie Chan in, in Unleashed, you know, them ones, just like you know, you know what I mean? Like, have a <laughs> sell her and book her as a beast. The, the, the my issue is that he's not you, he. He's got all of the ingredients to make a really good meal with AEW. All the ingredients are there. You've got your little bit of, you've got your hardcore wrestlers. If you want to have your fucking Japanese guy versus Daniel Bryan and have your, your pure wrestling stuff, you can do that. If you want to have your fucking deathmatch stuff, you can do that. If you want to have your more comedy based stuff, if you want, you know, you've got the acclaimed on there, which I think are still pretty good. I like them. You know, you've got your, you've got a little bit of everything to have a well-rounded picnic, but you're just yeah. ignoring the fact that you've got a well-rounded. What have picnic. the acclaimed no, 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 done no, since just... Wembley? What's that? What have the acclaimed done since Wembley? Well, they went on to an indie show and said something funny about Vince McMahon, bro, and it's all about those online hits that they're getting on that video right now. Yeah. That's the de- like... that's the measuring stick, bruv. That's what I'm trying to say. Tony Khan don't think about a well-rounded product to get more eyes on it, to have everybody from the ages of 12, 13, 14, 15, all the way up to your 40s and 50-year-old guys watching it. He doesn't care about that. He's not I thought they for. still did well with the younger demographic. Like WWE kills on the older demographic for sure. But I thought on the younger demographic, I thought actually the numbers are actually not too bad for like the I think, with, I think 18 to whatever it is, is is okay. But I think yeah. below that, it's not okay. It's very Well, they've got okay. swearing on the show. They say fuck and that on the show. Yeah. They can't have younger kids watching it, right? Generally, it wouldn't. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I mean, my son is around me and he does hear the occasional expletive, right? Shock I know, it. shock horror. <laughs> But you know, generally, I don't, I don't want my twelve-year-old sitting down in front of a TV show where everyone's saying "fuck you," "fuck this," "you piece of shit," blah blah blah. Like, I don't, I don't generally think it's a good idea, yeah. you know. So they're not already by having that as their mo, they're already sort of dismissing a lot of possible viewership in that in that sense. Let me ask you this, and I might be asking the wrong people then. My understanding, or this was kind of how I used to separate WWE and AEW. Uh, WWE was more for singles wrestling, but they weren't so good on tag team wrestling. But that was something that AEW did really well. Is that still true, or is that just something I'm imagining? I mean, name me... Yeah, but name me like four good tag teams in AEW, and it's probably the only four good tag teams. I don't know. I don't watch it anymore. So, like I, mean, I say, I'm assuming they're not even called the Young Bucks anymore, are they? Like, but, I'm assuming but, that would be one of the groups you just mentioned. No, the they've Acclaimed, leaned into so some new that gimmick. Where, they've uh, into a gimmick Blackpool where they're Combat Club. Yeah, FTR. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Blackpool Combat Blackpool Club aren't Combat really Club. a tag team, are they? They're just sort of a stable, you know? Yeah, I don't know. You said four. I, 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 yeah. I'm just no, thinking, no, I that, get it. That, I get it. If you're trying to, if you're trying to stand apart from, you don't want to do exactly the same thing that WWE does because I don't think you can. 
Like, you're not going to be able to compete. You're years behind them on that. You've got to try and come and do something slightly different. So is that the focus? Like, do they focus on... I know trios. Like, I don't think WWE does trios at all, as far as I can... Like, no. the New Day was a trio, but it was really just two of them in the ring and one playing a trumpet. Um, it seems like that that would be something that they try... I don't, I don't know. That Perhaps that's not the distinction anymore. I could be way off on that. I mean, e- even with the trios, there's only sort of a handful of teams in that that have ever competed in that division really anyway. You know, you've got, you had the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, you know, you had the Bastard Pack and the, what is it, the Death Triangle, whatever they were called. Yeah. Um, You know, I mean, it, off the top of my head, that's the only ones I can think of. And the Acclaimed. And the House of Black. Uh, and Billy yeah. Gunn. If you're trying um, to be well-rounded though, doesn't that give you an extra dynamic? Like a, a, if you a, book a it properly, is a little different from a three. Like a, if you book I, it properly, they, yeah, 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 sure. You know, but all right. I got a couple more. Questions I want to ask you guys then. Go for so, it. what would be the reaction if Okada signed for AEW as opposed to WWE? Well, first of all, where do you think he should go, and what happens if Tony Khan gets it? Do you want me to go? I don't mind. Yeah, you you go ahead. I'll, I'll blow my wad in ten seconds, mate, and then you can crack on. Go on. Um, you know. Akada, to be honest, personally, like I don't care where he goes, right? Okay. But but for for I think we've seen generally we 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 can assume that yeah, he'd probably get a big pop the first week. But, but we're also we're forgetting that he's he's already been in AEW before. He's already wrestled in AEW, so it's not really sort of So if he was to go to AEW, it wouldn't be like a big coup. It's not like going to change. No, not really. Okay. No, I just, I just think Okada would have fucked up if he goes to AEW. I think if he wants to, if he wants to lament his legacy in, in in US wrestling, I think there's only one place naturally for him to go, and that would be WWE. I think they would, they would book him better. They would package him better. They might not pay him as much money initially as Tony Khan's going to, um, mm. but I think he would have a lot more eyes on him. I think he would have opportunity to have longevity of of better matches with a lot more people. I think there's a handful of people he could have great matches with in AEW, but he's probably had matches with all of them anyway. Switchblade, Jay White, Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay, you know. Your average American fan probably hasn't seen Like most most wrestling fans are not watching Wrestle Kingdom. They're, They're just not. Just the way it goes. All right, JB, let me ask you that. Yeah, but what about also, if... just a quick one, but most yeah. wrestling fans ain't watching AEW either. But well, that, that's true. You that's get true. what I mean? So they, no, I, they I would have them... It, so that... I, don't, I don't think yeah. people would necessarily mind seeing... I think if people who watch New Japan probably enjoyed those matches, that would be sure. why they would want to watch AEW, because they'd want to see more of the same. Like, if you're seeing putting on a good product and it's a good match, why wouldn't you want to see more of that good match? So I don't think that's necessarily a problem. All right, JB, let me throw one to you then. What about Sasha and Mercedes Monet? Where should she go? And would it help Tony Khan even if she did sign for AEW? Uh, it wouldn't help. It, I don't think it would. I don't... I think the rot has already set in in AEW. I think there's so much work to be done to change the fortunes of all elite wrestling now mercedes sasha maybe going to w maybe that wwe style does not fit her anymore maybe she needs to be the biggest fish in the you know the mid-sized pond but being you know a regular sized fish in the massive pond it it seems like she values herself more than Maybe the average wrestling fan values her. Uh, you know, WWE would probably accommodate and give her a lot 
but probably not as much money in that initial phase that Tony Khan's going to give her. Let her go to AEW, let her have three to six months on top, and then she'll be complaining. You know, probably yep. privately, but she'll yep. be complaining that something isn't quite right. It doesn't really affect me either way. Like, I'm, you know, th- this will probably hurt a lot of feelings, but I'm not, I wasn't the biggest Sasha Banks fan in the first place. I liked okay. her stuff. I thought some of it was really good, but sure. I think there are better characters and better wrestlers out there in the okay. WWE. So, what are you saying is right now, it, it doesn't really matter who AEW signs. That's not the problem. It's more the, the booking of the matches, the booking of the venues. The infrastructure. Oh, a... I, I would prefer much more if Okada went to WWE. Okay. Yeah. that I want to see Okada in the WWE system. I want have you to seen, see it. Have you seen the adverts that have just come out for NXT, though? Those sort of teasers? Yeah, I'm not sure. I have There's no a idea little who teaser. they're going with on that. But... And it's like, one, a man has three faces or whatever, right? Or something? It's yeah. like... You know, the one that his family sees, the one that he's seeing, the one that no one sees that encompasses all his evil or whatever like that. Yeah. People are sort of saying, oh, Akada's going to NXT. I don't know. That I don't know if that would be... a little insulting <laughs> to put what was the number one wrestler in the world like three years in a row or something on PWI. I know that's going probably back four or five years or so, but to put him on NXT, that seems a little insulting. But... Not necessarily, because... You NXT's know, a growing a growing brand as well. Like, and NXT want has got big some, names on there. Yeah, I mean, you've got Corbin on there at the moment. You've got Jesus. No, oh. I mean, you... oh my god! Oh, they sent Becky Lynch down there, didn't they? If you they sent Becky down there. Corbin and Okada together. Oh my god! Jesus. No, no, I'm just saying. You could on come the, up with a better the... name than that. Yeah, I mean, you know, but the 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 fact that he would probably have to sort of change his style. Not necessarily change his style, but sort of become a little bit more accustomed to the way that they work in WWE. Uh, yeah, everything, to do everything's with... facing the hard cam, isn't it? And yeah, so it's that can take the, a minute. The, the way you work towards the camera. I mean, why is it that the Japanese women seem to be able to do it perfectly okay? Like the transition, like people like Oscar, uh, EO, like all Kyrie Saint. Well, they like, all, all those NXT, people seem they to all come... did NXT first, didn't they? Oh, so, okay. But I'm thinking, yeah. like, well, Shinsuke did as well, but, like, yeah. he's really struggled to, like, he's not been the same force that he was in Japanese wrestling as he has been on WWE. But the women seem to be able to make that jump much easier. I think I think Shinsuke's been a fantastic success story for Japanese males in WWE. I think it's, you know, you know not since Hakushi have we seen someone take such a, you know, have such a long run. I think it's brilliant. I've, I've liked not been used every... that much though. Like there's been periods where he's just he won the Royal Rumble. Like, like I he okay. I still think it's limited. I think what was expected of him when I he was one of the first people who I saw when I was when I started watching wrestling again, like on NXT, and it just looked felt like that he would be much bigger than what he's actually been. Uh, like if you take well, Finn Balor came up from NXT, right? Then I think that might have been yeah. before. I so, so if you look at that though, like. He's had a much more, in my opinion, he's had a much more successful career than what uh, Shinsuke has. It just doesn't seem like it's on the same same level, personally. I, but do you know what I think that comes down to as well, though? Like, he, he, Shinsuke's not really a talker, is he? Generally, no, no. So I think that I mean, you can be the as good a wrestler as you like, but if you haven't got the the gift of the gab, you I think you're only ever gonna get so far. 
And I think that is maybe one aspect that they could have sort of helped out. And this is why I will still keep shouting from the rooftops. We still need good managers in wrestling yes. because not everybody is a talker. Not no. everybody is a natural in front of the camera. And mm -hmm. you still need these larger than life people like myself and JB to stand by these fucking mammoth of men that can't really talk that well and sell to the camera and the crowd, how good these guys are and how oh, they're going to snap you in I two. I think that's what the Magnificent One was made for, a manager, not commentary. I think <laughs> he should be managing. You wouldn't, really say, you wouldn't really say Oscar was a talker, would you? Like, no, but I still think... A no, but, no, no, but I, I still think that maybe it's not... They had Bailey they, talking I'm not saying, for them for a while. Yeah, but I'm not saying that they couldn't have done with one either. You know, okay. I think Asuka, I think, she's I think Asuka needs, a she needs a manager. I fucking love, love Asuka. Uh, you know, I will sing her praises all day long. In yeah. in ring, she is, she's almost untouchable in the ring where it comes for female wrestlers. You know, yeah. she's almost untouchable, but she needs a manager. She needs someone. And that's why I think they put her in the stable where she's there with Bailey because Asuka's, Asuka's looking good. Because of what Bailey's doing, and because of what everybody else around her is doing, she's part of it. She's not necessarily directly saying stuff, but she's in the in the stuff. You know what I mean? So it's she's being booked. Do you get what I mean? Though she's always yeah. sort of around yeah. people that can talk and that are sort of doing that for her indirectly, whether it's next to her or against her. So you've got to take those guys because the Japanese guys. In Japan, maybe you know they would be able to spit a really good promo, you know. But in WWE, they just can't. So, yeah, it, it's it has to be managers are a must still, and I think that's where WWE is lacking almost now, where mm -hmm. AEW is doing better. AEW has got the ability to have these managers do stuff to sell the, the talent because that's all managers do. All Bobby the Brain Heenan done was ever sell the talent. You know, it was the Heenan family. You know, it was always these are my guys, you know what I mean? And I'm going to get them to where they deserve to be. And it was always like, you know, and he was working with people that could talk. You know, Mr. Perfect, Ravishing Rick Rude. He was, so you're putting a guy with talkers who was a better talker than the talkers. Like, it, it's... Yeah. You know, and if you've got him with people that can't talk, you're fucking on a winner, mate. You know, it's a it's a lose lose. It's a win win. Sorry, you know, it's a no lose situation. I got one thing I'd like to ask you guys. I know I'm going to regret it, but as I get shit on this on a weekly basis on my own podcast, I might as well give you guys the opportunity to shit on it as well. Um, so, is Ring of Honor just a poor man's AEW then? I know where you stand with AEW. So, what about Ring of Honor? Is that like even lower? Are we getting worse and worse here? I'm really enjoying Ring of Honor. I, I signed up for Honor Club at the start of January. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. What is Ring of or Honor? Or do you not know enough to be able to really say? <laughs> we. Um... I, I can't imagine Chris has lost the words, but there was a, there was a definite pause there. Are you really are you picking your words carefully right now, Chris? Oh. Yeah, I am because I I like Ring of Honor, right? But okay. I'm not talking about this iteration of Ring of Honor. Do you know you know what I see this Ring of Honor as? I see it as 
WWE's version of ECW. Oh, okay. That's not where I thought you were going to go with an analogy. I thought it was going to be like, uh, I don't know, AEW Light or something like that. No, no it's I worse think... than that. No, no. But the thing is, though, Ring of Honor is what it is, right? And anyone who's ever watched Ring of Honor, the old Ring of Honor, let's just talk... For now, I'm talking about the Ring of Honor that was, right? We're not yes. talking about the new one or whatever, gotcha. right? So if you can give that what it deserves in its own space, in its own whatever. I don't know how it's, how is it shown now? Do they just have Ring of Honor matches on Dynamite and and on that stuff? Or do they have a separate show? How, so, what, what are they doing? With not watching AEW particularly, I'm, I'm, I subscribe, I get Honor Club. So on a Thursday night, there is a show of, seems to be random length. Um, either an hour, and I think it's been as much as two hours and ten minutes of matches that they've obviously recorded at one of their other shows, probably Dynamite or whatever it is, um, right. and that's it. They will show highlights of Ring of Honor competitors who have appeared on AEW the previous night. The main criticism that the guys have is that the big matches from Ring of Honor wrestlers are not shown on that. They're shown on AEW. So if I want to see the tag team titles defended, it's probably going to be on Dynamite. If I want to see the heavyweight title, once again, it's probably going to be on Dynamite or something like that. But I, I still get to see the highlights of those matches, but that's not the main platform that they're on. I, I agree it's a very strange system, but the matches I'm seeing, I'm actually enjoying. But, but no no commercials, because it's a, it's behind a paywall. So no commercials, it just goes match, match, match. You get, obviously get your promos in between as well. But it's for the however long it is, typically 90 minutes, it is continuous wrestling, and for that, I love it. Admittedly, when I watch on Sling, I just get through the commercials anyway. So basically, that's what I get if I'm watching SmackDown anyway, or if I'm watching Raw, probably a little close to the two hours once you cut all the garbage out. But So in, in that way, it's the same. But it feels nicer just to watch a wrestling show without having to click fast-forward. Perhaps I'm just getting lazy. I don't know. I mean, I think, sorry, I think they've done it a bit of a disservice putting it behind the paywall because... But I, I think, again, they've done that for a specific reason because they know that anyone who's who's a Ring of Honor fan is, and Tony knew that he could put it behind a paywall and he's gonna he's guaranteed people are going to pay for it. But it's still only going to be... I would like to see the numbers of how many people pay for it because I'm not sure it's massive numbers. And that's not necessarily a reflection on Ring of Honor per se or or whatever. I just think... Ring of Honor always had a bit of a niche fucking audience anyway. All right, I got a stat for you that's going to blow your mind, though. Uh, during a media call ahead of Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor 2023, Khan stated that Honor Club had about 15,000 subscribers. This number marked the highest number in Ring of Honor history. Uh, that's from March 2023. I, I was curious what the number was as well. I mean, on 15, the 15,000 isn't a big it's nothing, surprise. is it? Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Fifteen thousand is is fuck all, really in the yeah. in the scope of things, you know. So, I mean, I think he overpaid for Ring of Honor. I think he paid in the region of like forty six million pound dollars or whatever for it, which he's paid for the media, uh, the 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 back catalogue or whatever, um, the intellectual property to do whatever he wants with. Mm-hmm. So on that Honor Club. Can I watch Ring of Honor from like 2000 and whatever? You got everything. all the old tapes, everything. Yep. yep, everything. Yep. 
I mean, it should... that, so that's an interest. That is. See that that that's that's See, that's more the WWE model, right? That's almost but... like the network. It's like Ring of Honor network, essentially. Yeah, but so nobody's nobody's promoted that to us. I, I, I can't that answer point. that. I'm assuming you're not watching a EW. I'm sure they promote it on the EW. 15,000 sure 15, subscribers probably doesn't even heat Tony Khan's dog swimming pool. Like, um, how much is it? Just, I, how much is it, it The basic math is if it's still held true, they're taking in about 2 million a year in uh, subscriptions. I mean, the infrastructure to keep that going probably costs more than 2 million, though, right? The online <laughs> stuff. That I don't know. I'm not an expert in that field at all. Um, I'll tell you why I started watching it. It was for very specific people. It's not for the reason you want. You would want to watch Ring of Honor. You'd be wanting to watch some of those. You probably want to see El Generico. You might want to see Kevin Steen. You might want to see Cody in his younger days. Possibly even a the CM Punk in his up. Yeah, the exactly. You might want to yeah, see man. that. I'm watching it. I signed up in 2024 because I want to see Trisha Dora. I want to see Lady Frost. I want to see Billy Starks. There's certain people who I've seen on the indies who I don't see as frequently on the indies now because they've kind of moved up to that next level and I want to see more of their matches. So that that was the justification for me doing it. And that's probably why I get so much enjoyment from it. I'm watching specific wrestlers who I enjoy watching and who I'm actively rooting for. And um, and you know that makes a difference. When you've got an in when you're invested a little bit more, when I've seen these people for several years, work up from literally in Lady Frost's case, she used to serve behind the table of her husband while he was wrestling, selling off t-shirts, to move into, oh, well, I could get into the ring and be a valet, to, well, I'm actually a gymnast, I could actually wrestle, to now moving up to some of those matches. I actually saw her promo for a, a, for an AEW pay-per-view coming up as well. So it looks like... I like Lady like, Frost. But I things like, her. Are like watched... that, though. Yeah, like, I like how, her. She's good. When you've had a chance to talk to those people, um, you bought merch off them, like, how can you not want to root something? But that, that's really my interest. That, I think that's more my wrestling thing. I'm more interested in specific individual wrestlers than I am with the whole big picture, perhaps. And I, once I have a connection to a person, I'm far more invested than if I see, I'm never, I'm never going to meet Roman Reigns. Like, I'm just not. Like, I'm probably not going to meet Seth Rollins either. How I, I like, there might be certain wrestlers I like, but I'm not as invested. LA Knight, whoa, I met LA Knight in Hagerstown. I got Mason got his picture right next to him. I got to talk to him very briefly. I am far more invested in that than I am. So that that's that's my particular reason why I'm interested in Ring of Honor now. But I can understand why people like you might not be interested in that at all, and I can totally understand why you wouldn't be. But I, I was just kind of curious how you how you compare that. If it's like it's obviously it's still Tony Khan's company. So is it this is it the same sort of thing? Do they have the same issues? Like it sounds like they might have the streaming service possibly on the right model, charge less. How much is it? Because it's uh, ten dollars, ten dollars a month. I mean, that's the same as the. How much is the TNA one? How much is the TNA one, George? I think it was about the same, but you didn't get all the pay per views. You don't. That was the problem. You don't get the big four. You have to wait a month before you get the big four, which is that was my problem with that. I had the similar thing. I was like, I don't like that model at all. Or then you got to pay the forty, fifty dollars. I'm like, there's no freaking way I'm paying that amount of money for that. It's ridiculous. I'm, a, I'm aware oh, sorry, time, said, is, time is getting I a forgot, bit. I can say fucking. There's no fucking way in my face. I, I yeah. There you go. Yeah, there we go. We got him to say one. Yeah, I censored dude. myself totally unnecessarily. No, you can say what you want on this one. Um, <laughs> I'm aware time's getting ahead of us here. I have got another question for you before we start to wrap up. In the case of someone like Billy Starks, is the Ring of Honor 
slash slight appearance, occasional appearance on AEW, worse for her than working on the indies and getting a bit more experience. Um, she started very young on the on the yeah. indies. I, I'm not sure if it was 15, it might, certainly 16. So she already has multiple years of experience. I think she's 19 now. I want to say. So you you can see on things like I get IWTV, Independent Wrestling TV. Like there was the life of Billy Starks. Like you could see her traveling around the country. And to begin with, it was Mom who was like driving her to events in Illinois, driving her to events in wherever she's. So they had a lot of experience on that. I would think that you would be kind of similar to football you would want to make sure that if you're looking to improve, the way you do that is you wrestle with better people. So on the indies, you're obviously going to be wrestling with, in some case, people have only wrestled five matches. People have only wrestled six months. Uh, somebody who's been wrestling three or four years, I think the way you're going to get better is not by wrestling with people like that. It's by wrestling with people a little bit further up. So I think for her, it probably did make sense to move up to something like Ring of Honor. Um, obviously, if you're getting on TV, you're reaching a, a wider audience now. If you're making those occasional appearances on AEW, you're going to get seen by more people. And I think that's only going to be good for your product. And I'm sure aspirational, I'm sure they, most people won't say this, but I'm sure most people's aspirational goal is when they start, they want to appear on WWE. And the only way you're going to kind of do that is continually get noticed at a higher and higher level. Um, but yeah, for whatever the criticisms are of AEW, I'm sure that there's people there that she can talk to backstage who will definitely help develop her career. Uh, people like, if you can get the ear of Thunder Rosa, that's probably going to be more important than getting an ear of your average wrestler on a, a typical indie show, uh, I'm sure. I mean, we heard that Thunder Rosa ain't too helpful with fellow wrestlers anyway. But... Oh, well, perhaps I picked the wrong name then. <laughs> yeah. I, I was trying like... to think of a more seasoned veteran. <laughs> like the... He's like, oh. yo, kill it, kill it. Don't say nothing. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> yeah. Trust me to pick that name. No, right. cool, How about Selena? No, no, How about Selena Deeb? Some shit that work some, better? Some people. Selena Deeb? Is that any better? I mean... Uh, no. <laughs> I mean... So, you know... The, the the women's division in AEW for me is a bit of a sort of a sore point as well because I mean for me the the WWE women's division on all shows is is good. I mean in NXT it's good. I think on Raw it's good. On SmackDown it's just good. You've got like good girls. Wow, the, all the over women the had place. a better Royal Rumble than the men. Oh, the women's rumble was pissed on the men's one. Yeah, I've got a sense of myself for a second. Hold on, when is this episode coming out? Is it coming out within the next week, or is it going to be longer than a week? No, no, it'll be by the weekend. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can. When you say weekend, is it talking Saturday or we're talking Sunday? Friday, Saturday, something like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, I got to stay quiet then. Um, I, I can't spoil one of my moments on the show. I have some very interesting facts about that. Um, the opinions of the the women's Royal Rumble. Okay. I got to keep. I got to keep stumped for a minute though. Okay. That's I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll make I'll... you. I'll make you listen into the show. Yeah, no, we will. Give you a little teaser. I mean... Give me a little teaser there. You'll know what I'm talking. Yeah. About. I'll oh, reference oh. you guys specifically when I say it. Okay. I'll give okay. you guys a plug. <laughs> cool. I mean, like I say, I think we both thought that the women's rumble was was better than the men's rumble. Um, for surprises, it was lovely to see Athena come back. Lovely to see Jordan Grace. It was lovely to see sort of, you know. He said Athena. Athena? He meant Athena. He meant uh, Naomi. He meant Naomi. Naomi. Oh, okay. Sorry, that was we're talking say. about AEW's women. We're talking yeah. about AEW's women and that. So, and Jay Cargill. You know, 
Uh, Jade Card, yeah, you know. So AEW's women's division has got the makings of being good. I mean, you've got Athena at AEW. You've got um, Tony Storm. You've got uh, Britt Baker. You've got Soraya. You've got fucking all of these people. But the women's division is just fucking trash, really. Like, I don't... The the only good bit of work that's being done, I think, character wise, is Tony Storm. I think that it they haven't got the they haven't got the infrastructure to build anything substantial because they've got sort of women's matches are few and far between on pay per views and on shows, and they just don't get enough airtime. I think it's a damn shame that the AEW women's division because initially. When I first started watching AEW, and like, don't get me wrong, like, I buy their merchandise. I've got AEW, a shitload of AEW figures. You know, we went to Wembley, you know, we buy the t shirts. I've got fucking acclaimed t shirt, um, uh, fucking MJF t shirt. You know, yeah. I've got, we, we buy the t shirts, you know, we're, 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 we are trying to support in ways that we can, but. You know, it when I first started watching it, the the one of the more interesting things for me was like, yeah, this is this is another place that women can go and and do stuff. You know, you had up and coming women, and initially you had like, you know, uh, big swole versus DMD. You know, those matches there were sort of like, you know, they were showcasing what women could do, and now like. Tony Khan gets a little bit up in his feelings when people talk about women's wrestling and he gets very defensive and he sort of, he he, he kicked out when someone said to him about, oh, maybe, you know, are you going to try and do something for women's wrestling like the NWA did? And he's like, oh, I let women go on that show. I funded this. I did that. I did the other thing. It's like, yeah, but what about your own fucking show, dude? You know, you've got your own television show where you are not showcasing your women, you know, and it's, it's a damn shame because AEW's women's division could have been really good. You know, they've got people that came in that were supposedly going to be game changers, but they just don't get enough screen time. They they don't. There's just well, not, not, not enough the G time. Word. Fucking yeah, enough. you know, but not not enough time on the telly really to do much with. You can't, you know, you can't book engrossing women's storylines when they have. Not what enough. About the um, and like I say, if you're not watching, you probably don't know. What about them, the uh, Diana Frazzo, uh, Tony Storm line right now? Because they obviously are very close when they're in Japan. Um, they know each other very well. They have matching tattoos. Blah 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 blah. That that's Diana Frazzo was another person who was at Velvet Pro uh, on a regular basis. So that's um, that's that's definitely one I am interested in. Is that grabbing you at all, or still just that's not? I'm right concerned. Now? I'm concerned that Diana's going to have a match with Tony, lose, and then be lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Because we both like Diana Parasa, we both love think she's Di- very good. Mate, love her. We're yeah. just concerned she's just in as fodder for Tony. Get the, you know, get beaten on pay per view, and then go into some sort of mid card, low card shuffle. Be on Ring of Honor where not many, where only fifteen thousand subscribers are going to watch. It's that's the biggest concern because we see it too often. Yeah, I. You know what I say? I, I echo that. Diana Perrazzo deserves more. I think she is fucking fantastic. The fucking idiots online that sort of body shame her and all that is like, you have no fucking idea, man. 
I've been watching her on TNA for fucking years. Like, I fucking think she's great. It It's a concern. I mean, I know she said, because she was in WWE for a little while and she didn't agree with, you know, the way things worked there at that time. You know, she's hoping now to get a little bit more eyes on her from TNA, which is great. Um, but yeah, there's always the danger that unfortunately she could go into a feud with Tony. I mean, to be honest, they, I don't even think that should be the first feud that she gets into. I think that should be something that is, you wait for that. I mean, why yeah, now? Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Why now? Again, they're, yeah. they're, they're blowing their wad way too quickly. It's like, build up to it. You know, other doing stuff with other people, but again, they don't have the infrastructure, so they have to go into it hard and fast, into the best thing possible. Like even Edge and Christian, like I'm gonna keep calling him Edge. Edge and Christian didn't need to be Edge's first feud in AEW. I don't think it needed to be the first. Uh, I disagree thing. with you. I disagree with you on that one. Because the reason the whole narrative was I left WWE because I want to come to AEW because I know this is near the end of my career and I want to tag with you, Christian, one last time. This is my last hurrah. So for that, that made sense that he came out and did that. And Christian's like, well, fuck you because I don't want to do that. So I, I disagree with you on that one. I think that but one had did, to be done that way. Yeah, I mean, where did, I mean, so you're saying that he's not necessarily off. So this is probably going to be his only feud until they tag and then do something. I, and I don't think. I don't think he's gonna. How long? Well, how long do you think Edge is gonna keep wrestling for then? Because in my mind, I'm thinking less than a year. I mean, thinking longer. No, I, I think the contract was at least two years. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I think maybe they have a year of the feud, and then they have sort of then they join up, then they tag for a bit, they get the straps, and then he goes. So I think maybe yeah, yeah a couple of years. I think, but no more than that. I think I don't think. I don't think he should be wrestling any longer than that, really. I think own. it would have been weird if he'd have come back with the full intention of looking to tag with Christian and not raise that issue immediately. I think that would have been even weirder. Like, oh, no, you know what? I came back because I wanted a match against Griff Garrison. I came back because I wanted to... Fa like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I I feel bad picking up... No, Christian. I get... No, that, I mean, I but, suppose like, that, doesn't that, make, that doesn't make yeah. sense. Like, that yeah. would make it make sense. Like, he came back. It's clear why he came back. He wanted, to, he wanted to tag with Christian. Christian didn't want that, yeah. which I actually love that Christian said that. No, fuck off. <laughs> like that, yeah. I actually think was really good booking at that point because I didn't expect, perhaps I'm naive, but I did not expect that. I thought it was like the most obvious thing to do is you put those two together, legends, you run with it for as little time as they have left, and then they ride off into the sunset. And the fact they didn't do that, I actually thought was really good. I think with the, with Christian's character as it was when Edge came in, I think that was the only way it could have gone with him turning around and saying, "No, fuck you, I don't need you. Yeah. Look where I am." You know, it, it was good. That was good booking. But again, we've said this on the show. How much did Tony Khan have to involved with that? Because Edge and Christian could book that shit themselves and just absolutely kill it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how much of a hand did Tony have in that, or was it like Christian and Edge just going, "Right, we're going to do this, dude. Is that all right?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking cool, man. Do it." See, that, see, I don't see that as a criticism, personally. I think if you've got an owner who's prepared to listen to you, I think that's a lot better than having somebody like Vince for multiple years who goes, fuck it, this is all my decision, and I'm going to fucking change it 30 minutes before we actually go on air because I don't like it now. 
and start from scratch again. Like, I would rather have somebody who's prepared to listen to me than some person who goes, no, my way is the only way, and if I'm wrong, I'm going to change it anyway, and then I'm going to blame it on you. So I, I don't see that. Just, as just, just remind me to make sure, just remind me to make sure I TikTok Graham's Vince impression. There. <laughs> Uh, oh jeez! I think I think Tony <laughs> I think Tony Khan is like Vince to certain people though. I think to certain people he gives them free reign to do whatever they want. But then again, other people might bring him ideas, and he's going, "No, no, we're going to do this." So I think it all with Tony. I think there are aspects of where he lets people sort of have a bit of free reign, and we've even said this on previous shows. Like that is a good, that is a one of his good traits of Tony Khan where he says to certain people fucking run with it I trust you sort of thing yeah. like with Tony Storm I think a lot of that is Tony and yeah. I think he, he said to her you fucking run with it girl do what you know what I mean obviously he's not said it in a cockney accent like that but he well, probably said I think the word is that Will Washington is the one doing the Tony Storm stuff okay yeah I don't think Tony Khan's got too much of an involvement apart from maybe saying yes or no I think Will yeah. Washington's the one that's been in charge of that he's been I think few people have been very open about it to shout that Will Washington has been the guy for Tony Storm's segments and matches and bits Good. and bobs. Great. You know, yeah. it, it's, you know, if Tony, and that we've said that on this show, it, it is good. That's a good trait of Tony. He recognizes that certain people probably know better than him in certain aspects of the business. And I would say Christian probably knows better how to book Christian than Tony Khan does. Um, and he, Edge and Christian together probably know. Edge and Christian have probably had the idea of what they wanted to do in AEW for years. Since Christian went to AEW, they're, they're, fa they're almost family. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I've just gone to AEW, dude. And at some point you can come over and we can do this. You know, I've already fucking spoken to Tony. We know Tony loves that attitude era. We know that he would be open to it. Are you, are you fucking crazy? Like, if, if Christian went to Tony Khan and said, yeah, do you want Edge here? He's thinking of coming. He'd be like, oh, it fucking, you know what I mean? It would be like, jizz in your pants. You know, it would be like the Lonely Island song, dude. Like, it would, it would literally be like, you know? And fucking fair play, you know? Yeah. We all would. What, what, Edge is a legend. What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> Don't tell me you don't know that Lonely Island song. Come on. Oh, I know it, yeah. <laughs> Between that and Dick in a Box and, yeah, all that oh, stuff. Oh, mate, yeah. yeah. And Lucka Bowls. Come on. Yes. Uh, I'm um, on but a yeah, boat, I mean, yeah. That's one, yeah. one of my favourites. Tony yeah. knows if he's got people there that can book and he knows that, all right, I'll give you free reign to do. With Christian and Edge, there ain't shit that Tony Khan can probably tell Christian or Edge that they don't know better so he fair enough he said no you guys crack on but then i think with other people tony's very solid in how he wants to do things with them so yeah all right it feels a little devil's advocacy right now but i know we're nearing the end anyway so that's kind of appropriate so <laughs> earlier you slammed tony khan for immediately putting that match onto like dynamite when it should have been saved for a pay-per-view but now you're saying that Christian and Edge are making all these decisions. So who was it who made the decision to go at this speed then? Is it Christian and Edge or is it Tony Khan? So I know you don't want to blame the wrong people. I think with regards to when show when matches happen, I think that's got to be all Tony Khan deciding when 
when they do stuff, but the they how... don't have frequent pay per views, though, right? I don't. Th- it's not like WWE every month. You know that something's going to come around within the next few weeks, so you got to keep yeah. putting the content out. They're having like, is it four a year, something like that? So if you've got that three month gap in there, you might not have that luxury of saying, "Hey, look, we're just going to real slow build, slow build." You got to put something out there at some point. I don't so, know. There are ways to keep it then? fresh in. There are ways to keep it fresh in a three month build. You know, there, you could even have a week off from that. You know, I don't I, I'm think just, I'm just stirring a little. No, bit, of course. I, yeah. I gotta, I gotta I, figure, I gotta figure out. I spotted a little contradiction in there, so I, I just wanted to make. I just gotta, and I'd pick up. He loves, I mean, he loves doing this. Chris to you, doesn't Chris. buy as much as Matt does, unfortunately. No, I mean, so. who, who knows? I mean, who, who knows? It, it may well be, it may well be a year's contract, and it may well be they have to do things quickly. It, I mean, you know, we, who knows? You know, who, who knows? Only. You know, Tony Khan and the Mirror knows. Yeah. You know, and Eddie as you Christian. just saw with Punk, though, like you can't wait because you never know when somebody's going to get a serious injury. You wait too long, then it might be like, well, we got to scrap those plans yeah. now. So yeah. at some point, you kind of got to go. It's a shortish window. Edge is not getting any younger. Uh, how old is Edge now? Is he's in his fifties, right? Oh, he's fifties. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, got like be 50, 52. Yeah, like yeah, really? easy. Like, it's not, uh-huh. yeah, he took a long time out um, with that injury. Was it out for nine years or something like that? So, like, yeah. holy crap. Like, that window is definitely shorter than it is for most people. Like, if it's short for Punk coming back in his mid 40s or whatever he is, then it's even, Edge is, even less. Edge is 50. He's, yeah. yeah, Edge is 50. I mean, Christian's probably not far behind him, though. He can't be. They've got to. Yeah. Well, they went. Were they in the same grade at high school? They knew each other when they were in school, so that's how they got to. They've known each other since they were children, so they must be. Yeah, he's very, fifty. Very, he, he's yeah. almost exactly uh, the same age. Yeah, to they're the in month. the same grade. I think they're in yeah. the same grade level when they were at school. So um, yeah, that's yeah, not a big surprise. But yeah, yeah, you got two fifty-year-olds. That's you're playing with fire a little bit. Like you know that, but. Jeez, I would say I'm pro- I've got 50 coming up in uh, just over 12 months, but I know that that body is declining rapidly. Like, there's a big difference. Like, I remember when I turned 30, that was a big difference. But I was like, holy shit, 40s worth 50. Oh my god, I don't even want to think about 60. Yeah. Um. So Ed- Edge is a month older than Christian. Yeah. Uh, both from Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. Almost, a ju- almost exactly a month. Uh, difference. So yeah, I mean, you know, it's it could be that it could be they know they've got a limited time frame um, to do stuff, you know. And Edge wants to retire on his terms. He's made it clear that he wants to retire on his terms. That's why he yeah. came back. He got a great pop at the Rumble. He got a great pop at fucking Clash at the Castle as well, dude. Wasn't it? Or oh. incredible, yeah. So you good know, that, was, that was when we were there. They were, sing- they were Edge- singing his theme song. Got that one. Oh, it was incredible, man. It was great because we all love Edge as well. Like I say, we we love Edge and Christian, man. We're just huge Edge and Christian marks. And when, you know, I I was more concerned that Edge would just injure himself in AEW um, because he would would be having crazy fucking off-key matches with guys that might not necessarily necessarily take care of him. That was my concern. Um, so maybe it is sort of a one-shot deal. He's gone in there and said, right, this is the literally the only thing I'm doing is this storyline, and then see you later. 
Uh, I got to give my Edge story then. And I always like to correct people who give the wrong version. It's like, oh, Edge came back at the Rumble. No, he did not. He came back at the SummerSlam. I was in Toronto when he first came back after that big, long gap. And man, that was a pop. There was one yeah. other pop that kind of rivaled it. And it was the first appearance of The Fiend. Oh, like wow. That, that was the first appearance when he came out. That was as well. But yeah, that was a... That was a heck of an event. This is why I object to paying WrestleMania prices. I went to that show for about $25, I think it was. Like, it was wow. peanuts. Like, Damn. the prices were so cheap. I was supposed to go both. The, I was supposed to go to the NXT TakeOver. That was like $15. And then I left a bag in Ohio. I had to drive all the way back and I could get there in time. Like, God damn it. Anyway, so I had to do that. But then I went to the, to the SummerSlam and the tickets were dirt cheap. Dirt cheap. Um, do you do you think that's maybe something that AEW needs to bring their ticket prices down, or how expensive? I don't think that they're actually that bad. Last time I went to an AEW show is pretty much two years to the day. Um, I took my son for his then fourteenth birthday, and I actually got uh, floor seats, which I, I can't afford floor seats on a. Uh, WWE shows, no way, they're thousands, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, we were third row, um, you can see us on TV at that particular show, um, third row, and it was under $100 a seat. I don't remember the exact price, it was between 75 and 90 with all fees paid per seat, and I was like, yeah, absolutely, I'm snapping that up straight away. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, nice. prices are pretty reasonable, actually, but that might just be in the arena that I went to. Prices vary throughout the country. Like, I'm looking at concert tickets. I wanted to see the Rolling Stones because I have no idea how they're not going to be. Talk we talk about Edge and Christian getting old. Holy crap. Mick Jagger cannot be doing this for much longer. I was like, these are absolute yeah. legends of the rock industry. I need to see them. Philadelphia, cheapest seats were like 200. If you prepared to go down to Atlanta, they were like, I don't know, about half that price. It's like 100. So it really can depend venue to venue. East Coast is, unfortunately. You get lots of opportunities, but those opportunities tend to be at a slightly higher price. So I'm not sure what AEW pricing is right now, but I have found it to be reasonable. But I've also found WWE to be pretty reasonable as well. I know I went to SmackDown, uh, lower level. That was under 50 a ticket. So I think that's pretty reasonable too. Before before we let you go, Graham, uh, we'll, we'll talk about a pop that we heard live. Um, John Cena, Chris, and his surprise appearance at the Money in the Bank. Mate, that, that was, was uh... a pop, dude. That was a pop. Yeah. That, that was that was ringing. That was that was. It forced <laughs> yeah. me to buy a t-shirt. <laughs> that pop alone. Do I get to tell my Chris Chris Dread John Cena story? Go for it, dude. Where? Yeah, I. John Cena's music hits. Everyone's going nuts. I turn to look at Chris, who's next to me, and Chris has just got this like completely like, like blank stare going on, and I'm like, "You're right, Chris. It's John Cena." Because I thought we were going to see a video or something. You know what I mean? It was like... Yeah, we did. Like It felt like you were getting a video package. Yeah. And then like the music kicked like, in proper and like, here he comes. It's like... I had oh. just eaten a foot long though as well. So it was like... That was laying heavy on the chest. And the fact that it cost me like eight pounds. I was fucking still that, wounded. I thought that was, that. that was for your water, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking yeah. hell mate yeah yeah London London prices are not good yeah uh, food and drinks ridiculous yeah that was that was good man that was good Graham before we let you go mate good cop bad cop tell us where the good people and let's face it the wonderful people of Australia can find you <laughs> congratulations guys I don't know what the 
what the Aussies are liking so much, it must be that wacky uh, sense of humor. It's the swearing, uh, the swearing, for yeah, sure. Must be. You guys, that's definitely on par with that. But no, congratulations. That. I always love hearing little facts when I hear the podcasts <laughs> that I listen to. Like, hey, we're number such and such on the Chilean podcast list. And oh, I love hearing all that shit. Keep, every time you do, anyone does that, keep promoting that shit. I love it. Um, yeah, Visionaries Global Media is where we're coming out. We're on our Saturday podcast, except I forgot to send the podcast to the group this year, so this week. So it went out on Sunday by accident again. But no, we're definitely out on Saturdays now on a going forward basis. Why would I want to sit on an episode for 36 hours? It makes no sense. Um, yeah, follow us on there. Follow uh, Matt uh, Matt Lewis. Oh, shoot, better get that right. At the Magnificent UK. Oh, I don't know what it is. At the Matt Attack UK. There we go. That's it. And uh, Ryan, who you mentioned earlier, Nish, um, at Nish Guy. And uh, you can, uh, anything that I said that you object to in this episode, don't hesitate to hit me up on X uh, at TW Takes Podcast. <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> fucking love it that's some that is some good shit um before we go obviously we have to say thank you to surfshark for you know doing the thing sponsoring this episode 81 percent off and five three months hit the link in the description it's just just something we have to do <laughs> and if you are looking to buy any of your wwe merch hit the link in our description as well that's there that just helps the show. It doesn't do anything really. Just you know, just helps us a little bit, if anything. <laughs> not quite the uh, the hand signal Claire's making, but you know, there's there's not been any real or any money change hands in that. That we've effect, we've got we've got more money we've got more money off Twitter for engagement than we've got through like the any affiliates link or anything like that because Twitter do pay you. Um, for engagement on posts and stuff like that. Yeah. Can I ask then? Because I saw you had one post. It was like a million. Like it was ridiculous. Like I can't <laughs> remember which one it was specifically. I Can remember because you... it was my post, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why like, like I don't want to, you know, be a dick or anything. But uh no, it was it was the one with with fucking uh the Bucks and Kenny Omega. It was the like committee. Yeah. So this was and so the committee. found guilty from the committee. The committee. And it was that's just fucking it. the Bucks and that's stuff. Right. I that mean people got mad, money? bro. Yeah. Is it rude to talk money and ask how much um an engagement was for that? If it is then we, we can, can do it after we can do it after we'll do it after, after, after we, we uh yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, I did not know that Twitter paid for that. I, like I know they do for obviously I mean it's not a lot. You know, I'm sure it's like it's better. It's better than Spotify <laughs> numbers. I tell you that they pay you more than Spotify do for for, for that's cool and streams. That's seriously cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you just got to go viral with that. I mean, um. So which know, was cooler, seeing John Cena come out or seeing that you hit a million uh, likes on on Twitter? I mean, I did get. I'm, I'm a mark, so I'm going with Cena. <laughs> I got a bit of a chubby on for both, really. But yeah, it was it was Cena. <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay right which is actually seen Thanks. as a really good podcast with um with logan paul i don't know if you've watched it but it was a really good podcast seen as a really sort of kind of calm down to earth sort of really likable guy um and everyone that sort of deals with him and fucking says he's like a, a top guy and he's like your make a wish guy um you know so he's you know he's, he seems like a genuinely nice guy Cena as well so fair play to him He's a genuinely smart guy as well. I don't know if you noticed, Chris, but we have an extra follower and his name is John Cena. Nice. 
he's, yeah, he, I know he follows a lot of people, but, you know, he's, 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 he's a wise star. He got smart. He follows me. He follows me as a teacher when I literally had only five people. And I was like, oh, hold on a second. This is one of those fake ones. And it's like the real John Cena or something. And I looked, I was like, holy shit, John Cena's following me. And uh, yeah, has no doesn't follow me on any of my other accounts but my teacher one that's the one that if i'm trying to impress the kids i'm like like i have less than 50 followers but one of them is john cena and they're like no and they pull it up they're like wow like everyone knows who <laughs> even kids who don't know wrestling they know cena they know undertaker like they know a few little things so. it's just a little aside right it's really funny you say that my son yeah we were and my son doesn't watch wrestling at all right but he knows john cena right and uh we were at the car and I was opening the boot. We'd just got out of my car and I was getting this stuff out of the boot. And uh he said he said something like, and it calls and it and it and it's disaster for you with sacrifice. He turned around to me and said that. I said, Bro, where did you see that? He goes, It's a meme, in it. It's uh mathematics. And he's 12. And I was like, you know Scott Steiner mathematics. He's like, yeah, it's a meme, Dad. It's a meme. I'm like, dude, I knew it before it was a meme, dude. Like, I was watching that fucking TV show when it was happening, bro. Like, come on, man. But it's like, it's really weird that Steiner maths, people know that, like, that don't even watch wrestling. Crazy. What a world we live in. <laughs> right. <laughs> Graham, thank you so much for your time, mate. We really do appreciate it when anyone gives up at least fucking two hours on this one, I think. Jesus you know, Christ. Matt Lewis yeah. is never going to let me live this down. I keep complaining that podcasting's too long, and then whenever I go on someone else's podcast, it's always ridiculously long as well. Jesus Christ. We no, thank you, guys. It's been way too long since I've chatted to you. Listen to you every week when I can, uh, but to talk to you guys in person is so much more special. Really appreciate it. We need to come back on your show soon because we need to yes. get well, triple I'm, teamed. I'm one appearance up on Chris on your show. So, you know, maybe yeah. it's time to have Chris on and... We'll chat. We'll chat. Yeah. We'll make sure. I'm not really in charge of booking anymore. I was in charge of booking for the first four years and then now I handed it across to uh, Matt. And Ryan said he wanted to do some and uh, he's apparently he's just all chat. He hasn't done anything. So, so Matt's the booker man, yeah? He's the That's Kevin it. Sullivan that I need to I speak can, to. I can put in a good word for you, Chris, okay? Cool, bro. I'm a good worker. I work snug. Just tell him. <laughs> right. Thank you, Graham. We really appreciate your time. Been a great guest. From me, JB, the best Chris in all of wrestling podcasts, Mr. Chris Dredd. Take care, everyone. We'll see you next time. Ico Pro. You've got to want it. <laughs>